Well, good morning. What, what's today? Do you know what today is? Very good. Do you want to sit down? I'm going to tell you guys a story. Are you ready? Oh, here comes some more. Hi, Phoenix. Good morning. Well, which ones of you have a, a superhero figurine at home? Yeah? What is it? You have a what? Captain Marvel and Spider-Man. Those are superheroes. What do you have? You want to talk into this? I'm going to hold it, though. (laughs) Well, that would help. Just having a technical day today. Good morning. Come on. Okay, what kind of superhero do you have? And Joseph went to Bethlehem. Good job, honey. (laughs) Black Widow. Oh, see, cool. That's okay, because you know what? I'm going to tell you a story that you might have something. Will you have one? Yes, that one. Excellent. I don't know what that was, but your mom and dad will tell me later. Okay, are you ready for the story? This is a story about a hero. Well, I'll, I'll ask you questions later, okay? You ready? Okay, good. Do you know what your name means? Well, there once was a man called, there once was a man called Isaiah, and his name meant, oh, I like that. Do you know what Isaiah's name meant? It meant God to the rescue. I like that name. That might sound like a bit of a funny name to you, but it was just the right name for Isaiah, because God had a special job for Isaiah. You see, Isaiah's job was to listen to God and then to tell the people what he heard. Now, God let Isaiah know a secret. God was going to mend his broken world. He showed Isaiah his secret rescue plan. Operation No More Tears. Well, that sounds like a great job for a superhero, doesn't it? Yeah. This is a message God gave Isaiah. It was like a letter that God wrote to his children. Yeah, the screen's got all the pictures. Dear little flock, you're all wandering away from me like sheep in an open field. You have always been running away from me, and now you're lost, and you can't find your way back. But I can't stop loving you. I will come and find you. So, I am sending a shepherd to look after you and love you, to carry you home to me. You've been stumbling around like people in a dark room. But into the darkness, a bright light will shine. It will chase away the shadows like sunshine. A little baby will be born, a royal son, and his mommy will be a girl who doesn't have a husband. His name will be Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. He is one of King David's children's children, children, the Prince of Peace. Yeah, Yeah, someone is going to come and rescue you, but it's not going to be anybody you expect. 
He will be a king, but he won't live in a palace, and he won't have lots of money, and he will be poor, and he will be a servant, but this king is going to heal the whole world. Hey, boys, don't wreck your new shirts. Oh. He's going to be a hero. He will fight for his people, and he will rescue them from their enemies. Do you guys know what that means, to rescue? Yeah. What does that mean? To save them. So listen real careful, because guess what? There's more coming. He's not going to have big armies, and he won't fight with swords. He will make the blind see. He will make the lame leap like deer. He will make everything the way it was meant to be. That sounds good. But people will hate him, and they won't listen to him. He will be like a lamb. He will suffer and die. It's the secret rescue plan we made from before the beginning of the world. It's the only way to get you back. But he won't stay dead. I will make him alive again. Do you want to see the pictures? That's cool, isn't it? One day when he comes back to rule forever, the mountains and the trees will dance and sing for joy. The earth will shout out loud. His fame will fill the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. Everything sad is going to come untrue. Every death is going to die. And he will wipe away every tear from every eye. Yes, the rescuer will come. Look for him. Watch for him. Wait for him. He's going to come. I promise. Poor Isaiah... He read God's letter over and over to God's people, but no one listened to him at all, ever. They didn't want to hear God's promise. They didn't believe it. Did it sound maybe too good to be true? A story that ends happily ever after? Well, it does sound like a fairy tale, doesn't it? And as anyone will tell you, fairy tales aren't true. Or are they? Well, let's find out. You know what? When you go back to sit with your mommy and daddy, listen really carefully, because at the end of the message, I'm going to have another story for you, okay? Thanks for joining me. We'll see you later. That is going to be our message today, rescue. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Will you pray with me? What an honor to stand here, Lord, on the day that we celebrate your birth, a birth that changed the whole world. And God, as we reflect on your rescue, 
we just ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us, that you would open our hearts, that you would give us listening ears. Thank you, Father, for your precious word. In your name we pray. Amen. In the message today, in good Christian Reformed fashion, there's going to be three movements. The first movement is the foretelling of rescue. The second movement is the rescue. And the third movement is the foretelling of future rescue. So the children's story and the the reading of Isaiah is the beginning of our promise of rescue. So the question is, why do we even need rescue? So today we are going on a fast trip from Genesis to Revelation. Why do we need rescue? In Genesis, Adam and Eve broke their amazingly beautiful relationship with God. He had one condition to them, and that was a condition of do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that is exactly what they did. They broke their relationship when they had uh, a taste of that fruit. And what changed was everything. That one disobedience introduced death and sin into the world. And that is why we need rescue. That is a condition we still live with. Throughout the Bible, there are prophecies of the coming Messiah. The Bible is full of them. This Messiah was going to take the sin and the punishment away from the world, and he would take it on himself, and we would be spared that punishment. And that is a rescue that is undeserved and unmerited. During Advent, when we talked, uh, we went through the book of Ruth, we learned that there was a foretelling of a coming rescue. But in Ruth, we also learned that there is no, it just so happened and it was a coincidence. We learned that God has everything planned out from beginning to end, and he even planned out our rescue. As we went through our Advent series, we came to understand that God was always rescuing. He rescued Adam. He rescued Noah, Abraham, Moses, David. And when he made that rescue, there was always a covenant put in place to those people. And that covenant always talked about his relationship to us and the rescue that he was there providing for us. The names of, uh, of Jesus are also something that I wanted to talk about because the prophet Isaiah picks up on that covenant idea with the Israelites when he lists off the names of a future king. He says, wonderful counselor, which is like a guarantor of justice. He says, mighty God, which is a pious ruler. He says, everlasting father, which is a protector of the people. And then he says, prince of peace, which means that he is going to subdue all of the threats of warfare. Justice is going to be the characterization of this reign of David. In short, Isaiah 9 shows the entire plan of the future. And I must say, it looks like a brilliant plan. They will stay faithful to God's choice of the Davidic line, and then God will eventually reward their loyalty with a righteous ruler. In my mind, that meant there was going to be a better David, a better Noah, a better Abraham. The the Israelites were waiting for a Messiah to come and deliver them from the oppression of the surrounding nations. They were waiting for the Prince of Peace. And today, Christmas Day, 
we celebrate the second movement of that. We celebrate the peace that has come, the rescue that was foretold. Matthew 1, verse 21, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When we look into what the name Jesus means, it means the Lord saves. Yahweh is salvation, the anointed one, Messiah. He's also known as Emmanuel, which is God with us, or he will save the people from their sins. As far as I can tell, Christianity is the only religion where a child is born into a stable, put into a manger, and from there saves the world. It's the staggering uniqueness of the Christian faith. This is good news. The word becomes flesh. God becomes human. And we are rescued. Matthew covers Jesus' ancestry from David in previous verses. It's important to note that Joseph, his earthly father, adopts Jesus into his line, and Jesus is therefore grafted into the line of David. We read about that in Luke 2, verses 4 and 5. So Jesus went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Luke's narrative tells of the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. He confirms that Joseph has offered his son the birthright of being part of the line of David. Micah 5 verse 2 But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, even though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. This child was born in Bethlehem not only to rescue those in the line of David, but for us today. We follow Jesus from the beginning of his life, from the cradle to the cross from the Garden of Eden to the Garden of Gethsemane. And we know that his promise is fulfilled. And again, we run into those words, unmerited, undeserved. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. Tells us that this is a very different kind of savior than the one that Israel was hoping for. It's a different kind of rescue, isn't it? He will save the people from their sins. First of all, isn't it amazing that God calls us his own? He wants us. God will save his people from their sin. Matthew's readers would have been shocked at this idea. This is not who they were waiting for. They were waiting for some military king to come and rescue them from the Romans. And instead, he is going to rescue them indeed, but from themselves. Jesus doesn't mean God save us from them. It does mean God save us from ourselves. What a challenging but hopeful word. Jesus' first job was to save us from our sins, our pride, our stubbornness, our lust, 
our oppression of others, our lack of love, our lack of care, our hardness of hearts. Sin is a serious issue, and God doesn't take it very lightly at all. But he is going to deal with this in a once-and-for-all kind of way with the coming of Christ in a manger. The worship team is going to come forward, and I am going to read another children's story, believe it or not, but this one truly caps it off. John was one of Jesus' helpers. He was old now and living on an island, which might sound nice, except it was a prison. The leaders put him there to stop him from talking about Jesus, but I don't think that you think that a little thing like being in a cell, in a prison, on an island, in the middle of the ocean, could stop God's plan, do you? One morning, Jesus appeared right there in John's cell. Jesus' eyes were bright, shining like the sun. I'm going to show you a secret, John, Jesus said, about when I come back. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. Write down what you see so so that God's children can read it and wait with happy excitement. And then Jesus gave John a beautiful dream. Except John was wide awake, and what he saw was real and one day would come true. I see a throne. And on the throne is a king, and the king is Jesus. All around the throne, people are bowing down. They are giving him their treasures. There are loud cheers and clapping, clapping in bright laughter like a thousand waterfalls, and everyone bursts out singing a new song. This is our king, the lamb who died, so we don't have to, our rescuer. All honor and glory forever and ever. And every creature everywhere in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea joins in. And then from all around a wide, immense, beautiful silence. And I see Satan, God's horrible enemy, thrown down, defeated. I see a sparkling city shimmering in the sky, glittering, glowing, coming down from heaven and from the sky. Heaven is coming to earth. God's city is beautiful. Walls of topaz, jasper, sapphire, wide streets paved with gold, gleaming pearl gates that are never locked shut. Where's the sun? Where's the moon? They aren't even needed anymore. God is all the light people need. No more darkness, no more night. And the king says, look, God and his children are together again. No more running away or hiding, no more crying or being lonely or afraid, no more being sick or dying because all these things are gone. Yeah, they're gone forever. Everything sad has come untrue. And I see that every tear has its wipe, every eye has its tear wiped away. And a deep, beautiful voice that sounded like thunder in the sky says, Look, I am making everything new. It was hard to squeeze all John saw into the words and fit it on a page and cram it into a book. 
All the words on all the pages of all the books in all the world would never be enough. I am the beginning, Jesus said, and the ending. One day John knew heaven would come down and mend God's world and make it a true, perfect home again. And he knew in some mysterious way that it would be hard to explain that everything was going to be more wonderful for once having been so sad. And he knew then that the ending of the story was going to be so great, it would make all the shadows and all the tears and everything seem like a shadow that is chased away by the morning sun. I'm on my way, Jesus said. I'll be there soon. John came to the end of his book, but he didn't write the end, because of course that's how stories finish. And this one's not over yet. So instead he wrote, Come quickly, Jesus, which really is perhaps just another way of saying to be continued. To be continued. I really like that. Revelation 1, verses 4 to 8. John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming from the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty, who is and who was and who is to come. This is our promise of final rescue. From Genesis until today, his promise is the same. He will come. And he is going to restore our relationship with him, unmerited and undeserved. We are going to be rescued. Would you pray with me? I thank you, Father, that you knew that our broken relationship with you had a plan to be mended. Oh God, we long for the day that you come back and you restore everything that's broken and messed up and the things that we have been sinful about, all those things, Lord, that separate us from you. We thank you that you have come so that our relationship with you would be restored. And we praise you, Father, for being the mighty rescuer. In your name we pray. Amen.